Welcome to Pottercast, the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. You hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. And now, Leaky's own, Melissa and Ellie. Hi, Potter Pineapples. Welcome to Pottercast number 27. I'm Melissa, and you can thank John Noe for the name this week. It was his idea. We're back to our normal format after our Valentine's Day episode, so we hope that everybody's ready for a good old Pottercast. There's no extendable ears this week as something got a little bit flubbed along the way, so we hope that's all right with you. We have our mailbag segment. We have our modcast segment. Our fan interview um, is with Jason, otherwise known as Guru of Sloth, who's responsible for so much filk goodness around here, so we hope that you enjoy that conversation. At the end, we'll get into the results of the Pottrack survey that you guys have been filling out for us. We've got some really um, cool and insightful comments from you guys, so we hope that you enjoy it. And, of course, some craziness with the gang, so enjoy! Listening to the news? Again? As if a normal boy cares what's on the news. Hello everyone, Sue Upton here with a quick recap of some of the top news in the Harry Potter world this third week of February. Over the past few weeks, we've been telling you about a piece of original work that author J.K. Rowling has donated for auction to help benefit Book Aid International. The piece that Joe donated is a hand-drawn black family tree, portions of which we first learned about, of course, in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, as it was on the tapestry that was hanging in Grimmauld Place. Last night in London, all of the items that had been donated for this auction were exhibited for a public preview, and this included the Harry Potter item. TLC reader Aberforth was one of the lucky people who attended the preview, and he let us know about some of the great new details he saw, including on the history of the noble and most ancient House of Black. There were some new details about the different branches of the family, and there were some really fun new things such as the names of Sirius Black's parents. His father's name, for example, was Orion. And we did enjoy, I did enjoy at least, the name of Sirius's hideous shrieking mother. You know, the one that was in the painting that howled all the time at Grimmauld Place? Her charming name was Walburga. <laughs> you go, Joe. Our flu partner, the Lexicon, has much more detail from Aberforth about this black family tree, and you can find the link and all the relevant links on our website. In other J.K. Rowling-related news now, there were some new details made available this week about the annual charity ball that Joe is hosting to help benefit the Multiple Sclerosis Society, which she is a patron. This event will be a special gala costume ball, and lucky guests will even be able to take part in a special treasure hunt, which will feature clues that Joe herself devised, which sounds like a lot of fun. This fabulous event will be held at the wonderful Stirling Castle in Scotland on March 17th. Over this past weekend now, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts handed out their highest awards, and we were thrilled to learn that Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire won an award for Best Production Design. Yay! A big congratulations goes to Stuart Craig and all the team that worked on this for the fourth Potter film. Actor Rupert Grint, who plays Ron Weasley in the movies, was also a presenter at the BAFTA Awards, and he handed out the award for Best Editing. Other figures from the Harry Potter world who attended included actor Ray Fiennes, Imelda Staunton, John Hurt, and Stephen Fry, the UK audio book narrator, who did a marvelous job hosting the BAFTA Awards again this year. Speaking of movies, filming is ongoing for Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, and there were several new interviews released this week with actress Ivana Lynch, who will be portraying Luna Lovegood in the fifth Potter movie. It was revealed that 
Ivana had once corresponded with Joe, and in particular was a really cute story involving the name of the town in Ireland where Ivana is from. Now, I don't want to give too much away, but you can read about this really cute story and including Joe's response specially on our website. LeakyNews.com is the most advanced Harry Potter website out there, so please check our website, which is updated daily with the best of news from the magical world of Harry Potter. Speaking of Mr. Potter, there is plenty more discussion of this ahead, so let's get right to it and enjoy the show. Welcome to Pottercast 27. 27. 27. We're over the halfway mark to 50. That's right. Careering toward Vegas without a break in our stride. Halfway there. Good stuff. Again, I'm Melissa, and I'm here with... Um, Sue, over here. Hey, it's Lazy Susans. Yeah, I am lazy. (laughs) I have the flu. flu. I've been having the flu, so I apologize if I'm all... So I'm be not so squealy today. So that's good. Oh, no. No squeeze. My ears are saved. That's right. Oh, nuts. (laughs) And I'm Big John over here. That's right. Hi, John. How's it going, ladies? It's been a long week. Yes. Yeah. We're all sort of bleh. Uh, we'll get on bleh here. Just give me a few minutes to get in the swing of the thing. The swing yeah. of the thing. All right. Well, let's just then just go right into it. Sue, what's the first news we should talk about? Well, um, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts were held in London. And Mr. The Rupert Warts. Grint. Yes, he was there. Hey, Rupert. Yes, he did a good job. He presented for best editing. Oh. And he did a really good job, I thought. You watched um, it? Yes, it was just on uh, BBC America, and I believe it's rerunning sometime later throughout the week, too. But here in the United States, we were able to watch it tonight, so he did a good job. Yeah. Cool. It was really a really well, um, good show. But I think actually. the best, the big news is that Goblet of Fire won a BAFTA in Best Production Design. Yes, which is great news. Congratulations. Craig, who's... Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We've had him on podcast. We have. Yes. It wasn't our first ever interview. He was one of. Was it Jenny? But it was both of them actually. We had both of them in the first show. Same time. I remember Stuart Craig. Yeah. That's right. We did the goofy little uh, name announcing their names. That's right. Oh god. The interview, and then we quickly stopped doing that. It was. (laughs) It was too much. It was not necessary. Too much work. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. Wow. Those are the days. Podcast one. Time. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because someone was just saying in the forum how they just listened to an early, early podcast, like number five. And at that moment, I immediately was able to relate with when Dan was saying how he can't go back and watch the first Harry Potter movie because it was so long ago. Yeah. And like they've done such bigger and better things since then. It's like, that makes sense. I don't want to go back and listen to Pottercast 1 through whatever. I can't. I've tried to listen to Pottercast 1. I won't do it. I I can't. We're talking like it's been like 12 years. It's been six months. (laughs) Six months is a long time. Six months. No one was alive then. Oh, there's another Eddie Izzard. Anyway. uh, (laughs) So what else else happened in in this? uh, Ray Fiennes was, was... nominated in the constant for the constant right. gardener but he did not win correct no he did not win but um his movie that he did the voice for um wallace and gromit which was a hilarious movie um won oh. for their their british film of the year award so that was good so he kind of won for that um imelda stott was there we got to see her she's going to be um umbridge in phoenix she attended um let's see um 
But it was a really good show. You know, and this is kind of serious, but there was a great quote. At the end of the show, they always present an award for, um, like, a fellow or an honorary award. And Lord Attenborough was making the presentation, and he said this quote, and it made me think of Harry. Now, forget this, but it said, The the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. (laughs) And that just made me think. It is. It's a great quote. And I just thought, you know, there's Harry, or there's Dumbledore or something, so... Yeah. I don't know. Got too much Potter on the brain, I guess. But I just There's thought Snape. that was really. There's Snape. Uh, Snape. <laughs> I don't really know what he did. Nothing. That's nothing. for sure. Nah, he did nothing. Killed Dumbledore. Oh, sorry, people who haven't read book six, but are listening to the sorry. podcast. Why are you doing that? <laughs> when did we stop hearing the spoiler warning? I don't know. <laughs> Those are all my ants, by the way. The whole that whole warning was me with quite a little bit of uh, filters. Oh, John Noe, all the time. I could have just looked up like a sound effect for an alarm. No, it's much better like for us to have weird, weird voice. audio clips of you so that we can make fun of you later. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Stuff. More news. J.K. Rowling will be hosting a charity ball at Sterling Castle on March 17th in order to help raise funds in the fight against multiple sclerosis, which is the disease that claimed her mother's life. Right. Awesome. It looks like it's going to be a wonderful ball. She's um, at the castle. And the best part is that they're going on a treasure hunt and that she has put, she's devised these clues. Oh, no. no. Sounds like book seven. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But wouldn't it be fun just to say... Uh, yeah, okay, on a horcrete. That's what they were saying in the comments. Horcrete yes. hunt. There we go. <laughs> oh gosh, it sounds like a blast. But you I know, really want to know. Yeah, I really want to know what her clues would be like. That would be awesome. Her She's fun. writing the clues. Yeah, she made yeah. them all up up herself. Oh my gosh, Can you imagine how cool. I don't know how she balances the writing, the kids, and all this charity work. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess mind. Take help. your time, Joe. Release the book in a couple of years. We can put out two more years worth of podcast. <laughs> Keep us in business. Why, you think we're going to stop after book seven? Oh, I'm stopping the day I've read the book. Hold Thanks, on. John. I'm cashing in. Not cashing <laughs> in. <laughs> cashing in on my what? microphone. <laughs> For no, th- John. The three cents John. it will be worth at that time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. That's the end. So we also heard some great interviews this week, didn't we, Melissa, from Ivana Lynch? Is that, a, is that my saying? How right? cute is she? I can't. Poor, look, poor girl. Like, I, I know she's into the fan stuff. Ivana Lynch, if you are listening, do not pay attention to this stuff, please. You're a fan. Who's, who's giving her crap? Who's um, giving her crap? Well, we delete all the stuff when when people yeah. are mean. I mean, if you have I legitimate, that- she doesn't look like Luna. I mean, that that's fine. That's your opinion, whatever. But when people were mean, it it was deleted right from our boards because she's fourteen, and I'm sorry, we're not keeping it. How does she not look like Luna? She looks exactly like Luna. She even wears I don't know. Come on. even the the old picture of her holding the Order of the Phoenix book. She has on like weird funky earrings that oh, only Luna. And this is before she had any idea that she would right. be Luna. You know? Yeah. I have a feeling that the outfit she's wearing in that picture with the purple stockings and the red skirt and the green shirt. It's cool. It's it, perfect. Yeah. It's from her closet. I bet you. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Well, didn't you think the cool thing that you wrote was the Joe thing that she had written to Joe? Mm. 
about that she and about where she was from, and I'm not even going to try to slaughter that name where she's Termon from. Termon Fecken, I think. Termon there Fecken. you go. I would like cool. to hear an Irish person say that. So here you go, <laughs> Irish podcast listeners, call up and leave, leave the, leave it saying Termon Fecken in our. Because with the, with the New York with the New York accent, it's just bad. It's just bad. <laughs> I could say it. I could say it really New York, but that that would make this podcast explicit. Yeah. So we're not going to. Um, oh, snappy. No, no, no. It, it, she says she said to Joe in a letter that she thought that she would never get cast as Luna. Her mother repeated this story because nothing ever happens in her small little town, and it would never nothing exciting would ever happen there. Therefore, she won't make it. So she found out about the about the open call. And she ran to 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 them, and she got chosen out of fifteen thousand hopefuls. And Joe actually wrote her back that letter and said, "Don't be too hard on Termin Feckin. After all, it has a lovely name." Wow, that is so cool. Wow. And Joe wrote to her, and then she was Luna. I mean, I just think yeah. that's well. So we asked, we asked about it because a lot of you were asking. Um, I wonder if Joe knows, and so we asked, and they said yes. She 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 knows, and she's quite amazed. Um, which is a piece of news that apparently, well. Well, we had, Apparently so it was can, great. Right. Was Apparently, good. you can only find it on Leaky. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, As many things. Leaky. Yes. Many things you can only find on Leaky, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to start around this line like of conversation. Like a kissy face, Harry. Like a, no, there are many things that... Um, oh. Well, there is something cool coming else on Leaky, though. It's kind of, though, those spew shirts. I'm loving those. Aren't they cool? I, I love them. I love them. Hosies? What's in them? Um... We the the readers at the Leaky Cauldron have a shop, an area of our forum, LeakyLounge.com. Oh, it's our do? cauldron shop area where a representative from Warner Brothers Merchandising takes all your suggestions for merchandise. So she mm-hmm. is sitting there, listening to what you have to say and the items that you want. And the first shirt that you made, which were the Marauder, I solemnly swear, shirts, sold out in like two hours. Oh and now God. we have shirts that say um, "Spew," you know, Society for the Protection. Of for the promotion of elfish welfare, and um, right. it says SPEW on the front and has Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare on the back, and oh. there, there's a hoodie, which I think is Yay. cool, which I actually want, um, yeah. and a you know, and, and the T-shirt is yellow and with like a, with like a green. It's nice. It is. It's cool. I think we should mail one to Joe. Let's sign it and we'll give it to Joe. Say here, Joe. We love you. <laughs> here, Joe. Have our <laughs> autograph. Yeah. You clearly yeah. want it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You've been writing us letters and asking, asking us. I know, I know, I know. I know. Finally, sure, sure. Joe will take some time and sign. Actually, sign. I thought I just saw Joe join the uh, Pottercast Addicted Anonymous group <laughs> in the Leaky Lounge. Well, anonymous, anonymously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been so many great little groups cropping up in the lounge in the Pottercast yes. area. There is a Pottercast Addicted. There is. Um, um, we have now a leaky fan cast. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. When are they going to yeah. do their first show? It's probably going to be out by the time this podcast comes out. So. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's not a a, f- a podcast about how great leaky is, but it's made by fans of the leaky cauldron, which makes it cool. Aww. So. I want to hear a podcast about how great we are. I listen to that. I listen to that every morning before I went to school. That bet be better than coffee. Nothing's better than coffee. Maybe no. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. No, oh, coffee's great. Turns out to drive me insane. If they made if they made caffeinated burritos, man, that'd be the way to start every day. <laughs> oh. 
Yuck! Can you imagine? That's awesome. <laughs> coffee <laughs> burritos. No, not coffee. Uh, caffeinated. Caffeinated burritos. But, ew. Ew. John. I always think that you're sort of like at the end of the burrito line and there's nothing else to be done with it. That's not true. I'm always wrong. You can't can't do that. I'm always wrong. It's not your decision. (laughs) Not your burrito. (laughs) It's not an editorial decision. (laughs) Back off, lady. (laughs) Anyway, Mm. by the time this podcast comes out, it sounds like there will be a, um, the auction for the black family tree item will have gone online. Yes, I can't wait. Yes. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see anything else of that tree. Oh, don't say that. No. I mean, if the person no. who buys it is very rich and also very generous, is if it's not the same person who bought the 93-word card in 2002, <sighs> then maybe, maybe we will hear about it. But I think that... I think we're done. Oh, I hope that's wrong. No. Please have sympathy on us, fans. Please. <laughs> there. That was my groveling for the show. Well, I, I Is have it bad to... that I don't much care about what it says? Uh, do you know what? I, um, I might not either. I mean... Uh, only because uh, I don't think there's anything important that important. Is well, it going to re- tell me who, like... I was to say that Harry's the heir of Gryffindor, somehow. Or Neville is, or somebody. No, then but I think be, it'll that'd give... That'd be cool. It'll give more mysteries. There's a reason why she doesn't want it shown. I mean, I, I mean, not just to enhance the value of it, but I mean, there's, there's. I think that there's more information on there. I don't even think there's anything there. I think it's probably blurred or illustrated out with those little burn marks. Well, don't you want to know what those names were blasted off there for? Don't you want to know why? Is it going to tell us why? Well, there's. If you look at the bottom, there's like little, like she made like little notations about maybe that oh. correspond. So I'm thinking that there's more information there. At least well, here's why there absolutely is no information that is going to be spoilerish. <laughs> okay. Here's why. Is, is it going to, whoever buys the thing, are they going to be under legal obligation well, see, and sign a contract to not reveal it if there was actual spoilers? Joe wouldn't put spoilers out. I would think that if there were going to be, if there was going to be that restriction, they would have to make that known before the bid gets Absolutely. made. Absolutely, and we've not heard one word about that. Exactly, and so I'm, you know, I don't, th- I don't think she'd put out a bombshell that had a, a very legitimate chance because she knows how this all works of reaching the public. Because even if there was a ten percent chance, that ten percent chance is what's writing all the spoilers of of the book. Even if it's something stupid, spoiler, you know, it's a spoiler. I don't think that it's going to be, you know, uh, you know, what the importance of Lily's eyes were or some hugely significant thing. But I think it'll be just information that, you know, some fans could we could possibly get some information. I mean, we got new information already. So, yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be useful for, you know, fanfic right. writers and yeah. right. I, could, I could have sworn that I, that I saw out, out of the blurred area something that said Snape was good. <laughs> Scratched out. Don's going to kill Dumbled- you. Dumbledore's not dead. Now I'm going to oh, kill you. Or here's how to be a ghost. Now Sue's going to kill you. That's right. Run, <laughs> John, run. <laughs> You're just collecting enemies, John. <laughs> run! <laughs> okay, so anyway, guys, I got. I, I went to the P.O. Box, and we got some lovely things this week, but I got um, a I valentine. No, no, no more Chipotle cards, John. <laughs> I know. You, you, you heard what I added to the, to the thing, didn't, no, didn't you? No, what? That I'll, I will re- record myself doing Dance Dance Revolution, 
and a Harry no. Potter costume. <laughs> no. Yep. He's upping and the stakes. And I'll zap the arrows. I'll zap the arrow, the arrows on the screen with my wand as they appear. So I want to see the lightning bolt scar and the little glasses and the whole. Little, oh, for little... sure! I got, I got all that stuff. In a robe, you're gonna do Dance, Dance Revolution in a robe. Uh huh. John, John, I have to know. I might do it with a robe, but I probably won't wear a shirt. Oh, John, a John, I have to, uh, I have, have to tie, know, though. John. Will it have blue satin and gold sequins? <laughs> Maybe just the pants. You and those those <laughs> pants are pretty hot, Betty. I'm telling you. For those who don't know, there is now a picture in our that's, forum, leakylounge.com. You know what? I'm going to put a link in we the notes. Have to direct no, any I more think I'm going to direct lots of attention. There's a picture of John Noe wearing blue satin pants and a gold sequin jacket from his high school production of Bye Bye Birdie. You look fun. With the microphone, yeah, working it like Elvis. I didn't pick out the costume. <laughs> you. You wore it well, John. It takes a man to wear blue yeah, satin. Well, it does. Anyway, anyway. Hey, you know. Can Speaking. You sing? Can you sing for us, John? I want to hear you sing "Bye Bye Birdie." Can you sing some? Oh, of everybody's heard me sing enough by now. Oh. At the end of the show. I don't remember any of those songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. He lies. <laughs> he lies. He sings in the shower. I know it. He lies. He lies. He lies. Give okay. Me can I please get to this Valentine? It's so cute. Yes. This six-year-old Simony. <laughs> she says, I am six-year-old, hey. and I think I'm your youngest fan. I love Harry Potter, and I love you. I think it's funny when John Noe is wrong, because it makes my mom yell at the computer. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> that, was to all of, that was to all hey. of us. That was to Pottercast. Aww. From Jessica and Simony to Pottercast. Thank but I have you. to I have to correct her a little bit. She is not our youngest fan. Do you guys remember? Uh-oh. Do you guys remember baby Nora? Yes, we do. Oh, baby Nora. Well, she caught in our live cast, right? Did she Yeah, call? well... Or her dad did. Her dad did, but baby Nora left us a message, and you guys have to hear it. Uh, hello, Pottercast folks. Um, It's Michael again, and who are you? Nora. Nora, right. And what do I read to you? What's this? Mama. What? Full name, please. What's his name? I read Mama. Very good. And we listen to what? We listen to Pottercast. Can you say Pottercast? Right. All right. So we just thought we'd uh, have that for our fans since Nora has her own fan club now. We couldn't resist. So there you go. Bye-bye. Oh, I love little babies. Oh. Yay for that. Yay. Thank you, baby Nora. You did Yay. that like a, like a month and a half ago, but that's Melissa waiting time, and that's why it has taken so long to get this on there. Cute and cute. Cute and cute. Oh, gosh. Anyway, guys, what do we have coming up in this show? No extendable ears this week because something dropped out. and it <laughs> yeah. Sometimes these things are hard to put together. And you don't need the ears, you guys. Come on. Well, I know it's you one of your favorite. plenty of ears oh, lately. please. It's one of your most often quoted favorite segments, but um, we do have good stuff in the pipeline for that. But right now we hit a little uh. snag. But we have our fan interviewers with Guru, right? Yeah, Guru, oh, everybody, it's just everybody always on the show. It'll be good stuff. <laughs> and then our first, I don't know. Our first, our first podcast with regular, with regular moderators are, um, uh, we have our mailbag segment, and that's about it. Yeah. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to get back in the swing of things with uh, our elaborated fan segment with our first fan art interviewee segment. Should be hosted by Big Mac, Heather McKinney. Excellent. That'll be really good. McConney. 
Yeah. Makani. She, I can call her whatever I darn well please. Well, Thanks. I'm sure much. she's going to love hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> she gives me more hassle than I can dish out at her, so I just have a bigger microphone. So she'll get me back. We're, 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 we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> bye, guys. See you. See you later. Bye, everybody. In the fan corner, a one-on-one -on -one interview with a new lucky fan each week. Not me, not Hermione, you! Hi everybody, this is Doris Herman at the fan interview. With me today is Jason, or the guru of sloth. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's kind of warm, sunny, and about 75 degrees here. What's it like there in New York? Uh, well, it's trying to blow the house down at the moment. And we're going in the span of about 24 hours from 55 degrees to about 15. So fun times. First, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the essay project because I, I know I've read your essay. You've actually written an essay for the first edition. That's great. Tell right. us, yeah, tell us about it. Well, mine is actually... Uh, probably a bit different than most of the essays that are in there, at least for this round. Mine was more of just kind of a personal essay on my experience becoming, I guess, a Harry Potter fan, and then what I could probably safely say is a fanatic or one of the crazies. It's it's probably one of the shortest essays in there, um, but it, it was fun to write. It was a little bit a little bit of a challenge, actually. No, it was, it's a good experience, and I really can't wait for, for it to be up because I got to get little sneak peeks at what other people were writing and they looked really really good so this is going to be great yeah well i, I know i and um, i was lucky enough to be able to read your essay and it's it is it's a very personal um kind of account of, of how you got into fandom i spent some time today and um, in your fan thread you have a fan club that's adorable I know. <laughs> so are you like bribing these people to be in your fan club or or how's you it know I, I thought about bribing them to to stop writing in there no actually yeah <laughs> I take I derive far too much pleasure from the fact that it exists, but it's it's a pretty strange feeling. Uh, I'll definitely admit that I I didn't know quite how to how to deal with it when it first popped up, and I thought it was going to go away, and for a long time it seemed like it was, and, and it kept creeping back up. And so I hear in the new forum you're going to be in pink. What's that all about? Well, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that I have one friend in the whole leaky lounge world and his name is nick ryan and he was the only one who tried for me to not be pink <laughs> yeah well that was that was like my um my goal in life was to get you in pink i i told nick i said and um, he we're gonna make the reading group facilitators um pink and he's like oh no you know guru doesn't want to be pink and i said you know what <laughs> i don't care guru's gonna be pink hey the women of leaky are gonna love me for that yeah and kim actually said she wanted to be pink and she can't yeah, she can. She's purple. Yeah, she's purple. Am well, I going to be the only pink one? <laughs> you are. So, and um, how's the silk riding going? Um, well, I guess I've taken a little bit of a breather after uh, Valentine's Day filks, but uh, there is always always more ideas yeah. rumbling around up in my in my brain. So, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'll have more before long. Mm -hmm. Well, and we have Vegas coming up, so you're going to have to write something for for that. Yeah, I should definitely do that. Definitely. Especially if I can't make it out there myself. Oh, you're going. I've already told you. You, you have no excuse. <laughs> I know. Uh, somehow I'll get there. It seems inevitable at this point. Yes. You're stuck. You have to go. So um, now you're getting into the reading groups and you're going to be a reading group facilitator. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Um, it's it's actually really 
pretty new to me. It, this all came together really quickly and very recently. Like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, approximately. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely been less than a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and more things seem to keep <laughs> being added to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who keeps doing I, that to you? I've, I've totally figured out how, how things get done now in this Dicky Lounge universe. Uh, really? How, how does it happen? Someone agrees to something and for long <laughs> they've agreed to everything. <laughs> That's what it is. Watch out. That first time you say yes, it's like universal. It's right. from then on you're just doing everything that, you know. We think <laughs> I know. I, I totally see it, and I don't know. I think it's too late for me now. But this is a warning to the rest of you out there. But yeah, the the reading groups. Um, there's just a huge interest in this, and and it's it's really exciting. You know, I once I, I found out that they wanted me to do it. Um, you know, I read back through the entire the entire thread, and I forget where it is. Room of requirement, I think, or mm-hmm. one of those that. Just <laughs> absolute excitement. People can't wait. And um, so, you know, I really hope that I can <laughs> do a good job and, and, you know, facilitate some great discussions. And I know people are just have such so many uh, interesting ideas and theories and takes on on the books. And I can't wait to, uh, you know, to participate in that. And Kim and Kathy have totally been doing a great job. And I'm going to basically lean on them very heavily (laughs) to make sure that I can get myself up to speed with them. So, and tell me about your book that you aren't letting many people read. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) Well, it was written in in November during uh, National Novel Writing Month, Mm -hmm. which is something that they do every year. Um, Just a group of people. It started out with a small group of people. Now it's a huge thing uh, organized through this website. And I actually... Got, I'd known about it before, but the reason I did it was because of Leaky Lounge. So yet another thing that uh, that happened because of Harry Potter and Leaky. Um, but I went there and I had been wanting to try to write something. And, you know, I've, I've been writing things for a long time, but they never seem to quite get finished or done the way I want them. So this was like a good challenge to try to force myself to write a lot of pages in a short amount of time. So. The goal is 50,000 words in 30 days in the month of November. And I made it just barely. I think I banged out like 12,000 words in the last <laughs> three days. <laughs> Something crazy like that. But So yeah, it was, it was a fun time. And uh, I hung out on a thread there. They had a, you know their own message board and a couple other leaky loungers who I didn't know before the project, but got to know pretty well. And still uh, keep in touch with one of them a lot. Kind of keep encouraging each other their writing so yeah it was it was a neat experience and now it's i mean what what it produced was a really really ugly but complete rough draft of a short novel mine was a novel for it's like a middle grade novel novel for kids so tell me about the other the other novel that's in the works okay um it's actually another kids novel children's novel um i think i i wrote about half of it it's probably been almost a year now, and then I kind of put it down and, and didn't get back to it. But I actually just reread those, something like 50, 60 pages of it um, the other night, and I wanted to try to complete it. It's it's really hard <laughs> to sum up without it just sounding stupid. Maybe it is stupid, I don't know. But uh, I'll give you the title anyway, which I think will remain the title. It's called uh, Eight Days of Bacon, and uh, <laughs> inspired by... 
um, a crazy week that one of my friends had a couple of years back <laughs> where we realized after a while that he had been eating bacon every day and kind of tried to figure out how that was affecting him. But I don't know. I, I don't think I can really get into the plot too much or I'm just going to start rambling and not make any sense. But Sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, is there anything Harry Potter related that we should have talked about that we didn't? Because like, I just realized oh. we didn't talk about the books, did we? That's all right. I think people may be hearing more than they want to hear from me before long. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard that you're going to be a regular on the Modcast now. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. I I, I hope it works out. I, yeah. I'm definitely excited about it. So. Yeah, we are too. I, it'll be um, it'll be really cool to have you on there and hear um, some of the ideas because we've heard your filks and, and uh, you know, we've read your thread and we know all about you. Now we'll hear all about, <laughs> right. we'll hear about your thoughts on Harry Potter. Yeah. See if I have any. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I figure that you probably do. <laughs> Although I am afraid that uh, I'm going to be seen as a, a John Noe clone, except whereas I think he does it on purpose, I might actually just be really <laughs> trivia deficient. <laughs> you are not. You know a lot. You're just you're just saying that. Oh, I'm all right. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not quite as immersed in the details as, as some people are. Yeah. But I'll get there. That's okay. You'll You'll learn. We will teach you. Everybody, thanks for um, listening to Jason and I chat um, randomly about whatever it was we felt like talking about. <laughs> and uh, you guys have a great day, Jason. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And now, straight from the Leaky Lounge, this week's Modcast. Oh, dear, we are in everybody welcome to the modcast this week we have everybody's favorite brit i don't know what we're gonna do with her and we have a new person who both of whom we'll be hearing from a lot more often and in case i think i forgot to say who i am it's the one the only got that john the only <laughs> m parker <laughs> this is kim <laughs> this is laurie damarell on the forum known as asphodel wormwood and this is Jason Edwards, known on the lounge as the Guru of Sloth. Today's topic is what are the answers that we want? I, how For us to be satisfied with the end of book seven, what has to be tied up? Not counting obvious plot points like... <laughs> Voldy has to die. Right. <laughs> He'll still um, live on. We figure out what's up with Snape, things like that. Those are pretty significant, right? I think yeah. those are taken for granted. Yeah, and I would think we I would hope. take for granted that that Harry will find the other Horcruxes, or right. as John likes to say, Horcrees. Harry will definitely be joined by Ron and Hermione. We know this much, at least. Pretty well yes. certain. But what are the things that... The, the little things... You know, I'm a sap. I need it all wrapped up. I need to know who lives. And it had better be the trio and all the Weasleys, even Percy. I need closure. You don't I need, need to closure know. on every single thing. You won't get it either. No. I mean, she's got so many elements in there. It's like, well, you know, I can answer X number of questions, but Y number, you're just going to have to guess, wander, ponder, and discuss on your forums till, you know, the end of the world, which we probably will. <laughs> Aberforth, I mean, that's oh, another yeah. question that we have some, some hints that he might be important and... That would yeah, be kind of disappointing been, if he didn't never, show up at all. And it's obviously never been confirmed that the barman, except for in Joe's right. interviews, it's never been confirmed that the barman is Aberforth. There's just that strong, lingering odor of goats around him. <laughs> but yeah, there's got to be some importance to Dumbledore's brother. We're just not 
Yes. Where is it? Hopefully, I mean, we know he's a member of the Order because Mad-Eye told us. Well, Harry needs a lot of answers, and he's yeah. going to look um, to those close to Dumbledore because that, I mean, that's his biggest loss. So where do you go? Oh, Dumbledore, the late Dumbledore has a brother. Um, let's go there. So I think I think he'll definitely appear and give us some sort of background information and also some leads for Harry to move onwards. That might finally answer the question of Dumbledore's ancestry, too, then. And speaking of ancestries, what about Harry? Mm. I mean, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I think Joe's kind of said that his, both grandparents on both sides weren't necessarily too interesting or special. But, I mean, has he yeah, even, then, like, bothered to ask anybody? Like, isn't he curious no, about but he like, where he comes from? He hasn't even made the connection that his parents were living in Godric's Hollow, <laughs> okay. which is where the snitch was invented. I mean, I don't think, even think he's made the connections between... Yeah. He's only just decided he Godric's wants to see his parents' graves. The well, funny you know, thing I is mean, wouldn't Hermione have told him? Because surely yes. she knows. Oh, but that's well, Quidditch. I'm in Godric Gryffindor's uh, house. My parents lived in Godric's Hollow. Hmm. wonder if there's a connection there. Harry just doesn't think... He's Harry doesn't have light bulb luck. moments. Yeah. Harry saves the day. We do need to know something about Harry's ancestry. And I think, I don't know if I buy the idea that he's Gryffindor's heir because it just seems, even for somebody who likes things as cut and dry as me, it seems too cut and dry to have right. Slytherin's heir defeated by yeah. Gryffindor's heir. I hope not. I wouldn't like it if it was that way. Why, why, he doesn't need to be the heir of Gryffindor. Right. It would lend more credit to Harry if he wasn't, because then Harry, all Harry's powers would be his own. It wouldn't be because he's like some fantastic, you know, he's the heir of some fantastic wizard. <clears throat> well, that's um, why I also am not a big fan of the Riddle and Harry idea, <laughs> because the same problem. If all of Harry's powers come from the backfired curse, which I hope we get more explained on how that all worked. But if all of his powers are coming from the backfired curse, then it's the same thing. You really want some yeah. of that to be coming from him. Well, Although, if that is true, it does bring a lovely irony when the Dark Lord is defeated, because right. he'll be defeated by his own powers. And, and the way Joe sets up um, some of the Dark Lord's mistakes, that would actually fit in quite well. It would be sure. it would be in uh, parallel to the other patterns that we've seen. And it's not so important that Harry is super powerful as a wizard, like, by his own birthright. I mean, no matter how whether you say it's because he's Gryffindor's heir or because he got it from Voldemort or he's just born that way. I mean, the important thing is his character, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what makes him special, and that's yeah. that's him. So it's his heart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be satisfying closure to you for Draco if he just, you know, turns up dead? <laughs> or do you need? I mean, he seems he's been so important, like as a rival for Harry for so long. <clears throat> Don't you I think, think he probably has to have a bigger role to play? Still? I think he's a yes. dead man walking for most of the book. I think if he dies, it'll be towards the end because Harry needs that dichotomy. He needs that yeah. that uh, enemy, his own age and his own strength. But if he's not at school, which is a possibility, then that the context mm. for that will be removed. So um, that wouldn't work so well because, like, you've got Harry's ultimate rival is the Dark Lord, then you've got like his adult rival is Snape, and then you've got mm -hmm. like his compare rival mm -hmm. who's Draco. So if you're not at school, then that then the role for that's gone. So well, except work. for now that Draco is a member of the um, the Death Eaters, I think this book, I think Harry will finally join the Order and join it almost pretty much officially. So then you'd have his rival within the Death Eaters versus him as the Order. And you mm. can keep that dichotomy between Harry and Draco going. But Draco wouldn't be a working Death Eater because he's a wanted man because he's just mucked everything up. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's, you know, he's... 
I mean, like Lucius is safe inside his cell, you know, out of his cell, he's a dead man. Draco's a dead man. Um, Unless Snape can spin it. Snape will save Draco. Silvery tongue, spin it so that Malfoy doesn't come out looking so bad. Well, I think the thing with Draco that I don't really don't want to see and that would really actually probably upset me is if he turned good. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't. He would do something that benefited it. the good side to yeah, save his could, own skin, but he would never that. do anything because he wanted to do something good. Yeah. Because right. it's not in his nature. Right. And it would be I'm too much still, of a character alteration. I'm still on the fence with what, you know, with how I would feel if Snape turned out good, but there's been enough evidence that, okay, I think I could handle it. Yeah. yeah. But with Draco, he, there's never been any evidence no. that he would ever do anything good, and it would just be such 180 on his character that in terms of just past literature and in terms of understanding the literature it wouldn't make sense to me the most i would be willing to accept is that like he realizes that you know his way was just not the winning way and kind of accepts it and stays quiet from then on yeah he's not gonna like become chummy or ever join the order or even be you know accepted by them as a you know an ally in any way i don't think (laughs) i can't imagine that I, i mean He'd just turn on them in a second if he had the chance. Yeah, I, I can't see it. And, and in terms of like the archetypes that, that Joe is working with, it doesn't fit either. No. It's just you don't see that, that kind of redemption. You see redemption, but not to that degree. I think the redemptive model, the archetypal redemptive model we'll see, unfortunately, will be the greasy-haired git. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that's a whole modcast on its whole, own, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a whole topic <laughs> on its own. That's several topics on its own. Definitely. So there's He's such other a wonderful person. <laughs> God, there are other Lord. big threads that are kind of maybe this is too big of a thread, but stuff like uh, you know Wormtail mm. is that life that still does that mean anything? Is it still in effect? Is that going to have? I hope she explains it just because it was such a big part of book three. Exactly, like it has to be dealt with somehow, right? Whether or not it's crucial to. And to then the explaining end. why. Wormtail has a life debt, but she said Jenny hasn't. So I think that whole life debt magic needs to be explained. So yeah. I think the yes. unforgivable, not the unforgivable curse, the um, <laughs> unbreakable vow, the unbreakable vow needs bare minimum at least the mechanism to be explained. Right. Yes. I think because I don't understand it, and I think you know I could just be an idiot, but I, I feel like I need to understand it somehow to understand why Snape made the decisions he made. So what kind of things are the the fandom? Hoping to be to well, see in book I mean, seven. There is our number ship, one. Ship, 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 yeah. ship, ship, yeah. ship, ship. They need to know. They want to know. Who, I mean, we have tens of threads over and over again. Who will end up with who, and how happy they will be, and right. you know all that. How many kids? And I I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I see. Well, and I think the other thing that a lot of the fandom want to know is, in addition to you know who they end up with when they're adults, is what they're doing. Does right. is Neville the one student that becomes a teacher at Hogwarts later that we've been hinted at? Is does Harry become an or does Ron become a professional Quidditch player? I mean, these are big fandom theories that are fun theories, and and we'll see how they work out. Uh, anybody that wants to continue discussing these, uh, unfogging the future is full of what will happen next threads. There's the pinned general predictions threads there's several what do you not want to happen what do you want to happen threads and please head on over to there to check it out on that note this is kim m parker there you go john saying goodbye bye bye Welcome. 
Darkness 27's mailbag. We had, um, Kristen couldn't be here this week, but we'll, she'll be back very shortly to to continue answering your voicemails. Kristen, Yay. who, by the way, will probably be in Lumos in the Vegas podcast. That's going to be great. Hooray. She's going to yeah. do what now? She'll be at Lumos. That's awesome. Yay. I think, I mean, it's not 100%, but we think that she will be there. Kristen at Lumos. That'll be great. I'm going to get her autograph. <laughs> you do that. I'm going to have her sign my tummy. Okay. Let's go to our first voicemail. Hi, you guys. I just had a question. Um, I hail from the HMS Pumpkin Pie, and please staying as unvenomant as possible. John, Noe, there's been a whole lot of um, rumor flying around, not just my little um, Harry Hermione corner of the world, but just all over that you are a Harry Hermione shipper yourself. And I realize this is probably completely false, but please can you just clear it up on air? Being as nice as possible, please. Thank you so much. Lots of good thoughts. Bye-bye. Well, John? Well, John, indeed. Oh, I don't know how I want to answer this. I go back and forth. I go <laughs> back and forth. Just a liar. <laughs> I, I was a HHer after I saw the first movie. That's fair. Yeah. Because they were they were, they were eleven. I wasn't eleven. They you were, were shipping 11. them at they when they were eleven. And I wasn't shipping by any sense of the word. I then go home and write to my diary about how fun it would be if they got married. <laughs> but I was watching the movie of like, oh, those two. That maybe if they make more movies, I could, maybe they can grow up to like each other. And fair. then you know, point. I started reading the books. Like most fans do, and I don't know. I, 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 I still was really. I never, never thought about shipping anything. I guess until maybe the later books, like five and six, when they started actually introducing the ideas. Actually, you know, I think it was the moment I was reading book four, and they were at the Yule Ball, and they left, and they went, and Harry, I think, sees some older students in the bushes or something making out. And that was when it first occurred to me. I'm like, oh, maybe there's actually going to be like making out in these books, or snogging, if that's how you call it. <laughs> and then that just kind of introduced a whole thought process. Thinking hey, maybe the books will cover that stuff too. And then I started thinking, well, who would it be? Who would it be? And then at, at that point, it was a very sim uh, similar chapter was, uh, or not similar, a nearby chapter was the whole Hermione's blow up to Ron about. Asking her next time, and then uh, and I'm like, okay, well, that's obvious, and that's, that's going to be them two that like each other. And then from there, I just figured, and maybe, you know, if that's going to be the main pairing, Harry could come around and um, think Jenny's cool stuff. So you make, yeah, it, you make it like it's so casual, but I know from the conversations that we have that you're like a hardcore HG. Harry Ginny. What's that now? You are so Harry Ginny. You are so... It's not... You make I'm it like this Harry casual... I'm more Harry Ginny than I am Harry anybody else. You make... Well, I hope so. You, you make you make it like, oh, it's so casual. But you're like rooting for them. You got like pom-poms and stuff. You're a total Harry Ginny shipper. No, fine. Okay, you know what? I'll admit... No, I'm not even going to admit that because that's not cool. I'm not going to open myself up to that kind of teasing. You're way open. You have blue satin and gold sequins, dude. I've had my eyes open these past couple of years for my own red-headed girlfriend. There, I've said it. That is exactly, exactly the girl I'm looking for right now. Is my own little Jenny. Aww. Aww. That is all. Are there any in Florida? What's uh, have I have I found one yet? Mm -hmm. is, no, I have not. I've yet to find one. Red-headed girls leave messages for John. Cute redheads are very hard to come by. 
All right. Natural redheads. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. That's not me putting out a call for people to send in stuff because I'm not lame. Speaking lame. speaking of, do you know that um, you know the idea that Hot Cheryl had that I think Uh-oh. that you, she thinks that you, should hold an auction for charity, for a date with you at Lumos. Oh jeez. And then compete with Emerson for a date with him <laughs> at Lumos. No, oh, no. And see who wins, <laughs> who who raises more money for charity. Oh, that's gonna be no contest for God's sakes. You know, everybody's in love with Wall of Shame, boy. And that, that's, that's been happening for years. Mm, I don't know, I'm, John. I'm, a, I'm quite a new presence. <laughs> I don't um, have a wall of shame. Maybe I'll put a wall of shame on my website, johnnoe.com, which has yet to be built. Yeah. Maybe I'll have my own wall of shame. I can be funny. Sometimes. I'll prove to Emerson that I can be funny like him. <laughs> Emerson actually... Well, anyway... Moving on. <laughs> We're not talking about that kid on moving our phone. Moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> I don't care if he's spending spring break with me. He's not going to be talked about on the show anymore. He's coming to your house for spring break? Yeah, I let him I let him come down, him, him and his new girlfriend. Ooh, look at that. You revealed on the air that all the little Ooh. girls' hearts are broken. He's got a girlfriend. He's in love. He, that kid is so in love. Oh, it's my God, it's sick. Hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Okay, but this is not Emerson Cast. Know, Tune in I'm next sorry, week for Emerson so Cast. Cute. It's like the giggliest, Search on iTunes for Emerson Cast. Goofiest. He's like smitten. It's adorable. Anyway, anyway, yeah. let's let's move on. Um, oh God, we just embarrassed the crap out of him. That's why it has to stay. Um, I hope I hope Aaron listens. Okay, next voicemail. Hear that, Aaron? He loves you. Aaron with two ends. Okay. All right, next voicemail. Hi, this is Sheila calling from Boston. I have a couple questions for you. First of all, thank you so much for doing such a great podcast. I've listened to every single one of them and enjoyed every minute. Uh, first question, how do you think that book seven is going to end? Now that we've been speculating, I know this is all speculation, do you think she's going to leave it open-ended, you know, um, after Voldemort is going to be defeated, and he will be defeated, you know, will there be an open door to, say, another villain? Because, you know, Grindelwald was in the past and then a new person came on the scene or you know do you think she's going to really wrap things up another thing is I was wondering if all three of you um, you Melissa John and Sue uh, read fan fiction and why or why not so um, keep up the great work I love your po- I love your podcast and I look forward to every single one thanks well never the end of evil yeah evil is never defeated I don't think that I, I don't think that she's going to kill off the magic world, as it were. I mean, that's one theory I've heard, but I don't think that um, that will be the end of evil or the end of magic. So, yeah, That'd I think because she's trippy. She did, yeah, if it was the end of magic, like all together, like everybody turned into a muggle. Well, or you That'd know, the, there was one theory that you know Harry would end up losing his magical powers in order his to scar. defeat. Yeah, and that's why well, the last word I mean, is scar. What, yeah. When he's dead, he's not going to have any powers, magical or otherwise. So, well, he's not going to die. He's not so. going to die. Well, after he defeats Voldemort, I, just, I think we're you know in that little epilogue or whatever she's going to write that she's going to, Harry's gone off to do whatever, and there are twelve babies with Ginny, and I think life will be good. I think. Are you kidding me? The last chapter is going to be like poor boy's funeral. No, no. no. She's already didn't she already say that They're it's going to be the same blood now. You can't. 
One can live. No, they're not sharing the same blood. Harry doesn't have Voldemort's blood. Voldemort has Harry's blood. Exactly. Yeah, that doesn't mean Harry has his. So if Voldemort dies, it's yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Voldemort no, has Harry, blood Harry, that's his own. Harry does not have his. Harry, Harry, Harry is all has Harry. Voldemort... Voldemort's current blood. No, he doesn't. The blood that runs through Voldemort's veins is the same blood as Harry's. You're a lunatic. What? Voldemort is... They're mutually exclusive. You no. cannot have one and not the other. Voldemort has Voldemort and Harry. Harry has just Harry. Voldemort had blood when he was that little baby thing. He just now also has Harry's. No, you can't have two different bloods. It can, be, it can mix and make a super blood. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're not making cocktails. This is one blood or the other. I don't it's think not- so. No. I don't no. think so. I agree. There's no. Voldemort does not. Harry does not possess Voldemort's blood. He has his. I didn't his, say that. I'm saying that they are sharing the same blood. It's the same blood. If we want to give Hello? Harry's blood a name, okay, wait, okay, let, wait. let's call Harry's blood Mr. Blood, okay? <laughs> Harry's blood is, is Mr. Blood, and Voldemort has Mr. Blood. They both have Mr. Blood. No! Voldemort existed with his own blood before Harry's was added to his. We How don't... do you know that it was even blood? He was a ghost-looking thing. No, he was, but, he, he, but he was solid. He, he was a body. He had blood. Solid from what? I don't it know. his body. But it had it blood in it. Blob, but he it was, was like a, probably a, some kind of snakey thing. So then he but has it was snake still blood. Him. I don't know. Huh. The the bottom line is we don't know if John's right or if or if Sue and I are well, right. Well, of course John's oh, right. Cr- no, he isn't. <laughs> no, Mr. Blood. They're sharing the same blood. No. How does that mean no. they both have to die? Tell me that. It's, let's say John knows right. Because that stupid silvery thing that he had Dumbledore's office with the two snakes that split. But in essence, divided. But in essence, divided. Their essences are divided, therefore they don't both have to die. The line before that was that they're pretty much the same being now, but in essence, divided in the two bodies. If their essences are divided, they don't both have to die. Right. One is good and one is evil. Split. Boom. Choice. It's all about choices. No. Harry's not going to be evil. He's not going to... No. I didn't say he was going to turn evil. Well, I'm just saying 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 that if Harry happened to fall down the stairs and die... Then that would knock out Voldemort, too. Go ahead, John. Go push Harry down the stairs. Let's get rid of this. Let's be done with Dude, this series. that's all they got to do. I don't know what they're waiting with these stupid horcruxes for. I just got to knock the kid down the stairs. I love how he said horcruxes. But, oh, damn it. <laughs> okay, Steve, let's move ed- on. Ed- ed- no, no. Steed. No. <laughs> no. No. No, you got to keep John honest. Let's go. Next, next voicemail. I'll keep you honest. Yeah. Hi, podcast. This is Dustin from Oklahoma. I was wondering how y'all thought that the parents of the Muggleborns would react when they got their letters. I figured they would have been scared or thought it was some sort of joke. Thanks. I'd like to hear y'all's opinion. Well, uh, oh, I think a lot of them will be in shock. I don't know. I mean, I would be like, say what? <laughs> I'd be like, it's a joke. Let's all go <laughs> to Bellevue right now. Yeah. Right. How about right now? Now, well, good I have for a feeling that that Harry was not the first case of having to send multiple, multiple letters. Yeah. Probably thought it was just yeah. a big prank at didn't, first. Didn't Joe right. say that special, like, like that there are, like, sentries that, that that come and talk to the parents and explain to them when it's muggle-born, when it's going to take some convincing? Didn't special people come to? You know, I, I remember hearing something. I think you're right. Or something about that. Send Hagrid around everywhere. <laughs> Well, Dumbledore goes to Tom Riddle. That really sends you over the edge. Here comes this giant man, this giant (laughs) welcoming committee (laughs) to try to subtly introduce you to this world. Look, it's Bigfoot, everyone. Yeah, instead of Bellevue, they'll be going right into the witness protection program. (laughs) (laughs) So 
sorry, sorry guys. See you later. Um, Bigfoot walking. No, but Dumbledore goes to get goes to get Tom Riddle, but he's a special case. Yeah. But at that point, he was just a a troubled boy, not somebody that I think Dumbledore knew had this potential. Potential, yes, but not you know Dumbledore. I don't think specifically was sent because it was Tom Riddle. I think it was just another. I don't think that that was as big a deal back then. He wasn't a headmaster back then. He was just another. He was transfiguration teacher. Yeah. But, so, but he was probably go out to fetch students. Like well, but he was probably a very, very valued. Like it was clear that he was brilliant, you know. So he right. was highly thought of, or whatever. Yeah. Sue, so what would you do if they came tomorrow and said Andrew is a wizard? Uh, well, I would be thrilled <laughs> and say, "When can I go?" But well, without way. without knowing about Harry Potter, without knowing about any of it, just one day they show up at your door, uh, or an owl comes swooping an in, owl and comes, dropping that off. Yeah. I would be thinking that there's somebody's playing a joke on me. Seriously, I, I bet the first words out of his mouth would be, "As long as I don't have to be a freaking Hufflepuff." No, That'll... Andrew is proud that his mom is a Hufflepuff. He is a Gryffindor, but he is proud really? that his mom is yes. Because oh. he understands that mom supports everybody. That we Hufflepuffs welcome everybody. <laughs> and we'd even like you Slytherins, even though you're just Weasley and... <sighs> I don't oh, know if I'm a Slytherin or a Gryffindor. I, I you know, I think I think everyone has elements of all those houses. In no, them. I think, John, you're, you're, you're a lot of Hufflepuff, actually. Oh, come on, I'm not a Hufflepuff. Yes, you are. Why? I think you have a lot of it in you. You work really hard. Yeah, but the, all the other guys work hard too. Well, Hufflepuffs, it's like, it's like, oh, I got this friend I want to introduce you to. You know, she's got a really nice personality. Oh, okay. No, you know. John. What? what? You, you you highlight the other attributes that that are. You just. So that secondary. means Gryffindors are like the hot ones. I don't understand. Oh well, you got Gryffindors with these, you know, courageous, brave. Ravenclaws is smart and all this, and Slytherins are all cunning. But that doesn't mean any one of those aren't hardworking. Yeah, I know, but I think that's one of your most prevalent traits. Oh. That you've got a lot of Gryffindor mixed in, because it was sort of brave to just redesign our entire site and say, Here, you don't know me, but here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And send it to us, which is what you did to become a leaky staffer. That's what I did. So. That's what I did. But I think we all have a mix. I think just what matters is, is what element of it is strongest. Right. Well, I, I choose to be a Hufflepuff. Even though most of the sorting things I take put me into Ravenclaw. I, really? I yeah, It's either one point Ravenclaw or one point Hufflepuff. And I, I, I identify mostly with Hufflepuffs. That's just my personality. So. All right. Let's go on to our last voicemail. Hey, Pottercast. This is Maggie from Washington, D.C. I have a question about Snape. We know that he's very sadistic and cruel and doesn't really care for students. So I was wondering why you thought he decided to become a teacher. Oh, and John, I've never been to Chipotle, but if you want to come up here and go with me, it'll be my treat. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Oh, God. Couldn't get another job. Written in the book. Because <laughs> that's what's written in the book. That could be the answer to every question, John. No, but I mean, that's, she said why he turn into a teacher. Why? Well, it was in the second chapter of book six. Well, it's not just like to he was working well, at another elementary said. school in the neighborhood and he figured he wanted to transfer jobs. <laughs> no, but that's what he to said. To work at Hogwarts. That is what he said. So, so he's not the best authority on his own self? He's not the most honest of people. Mm. That's what he said to what's-her-face, the blonde. <laughs> what's her no. name? Narcissa, Thank you, right? Narcissa. Can, <laughs> right, and he was in a, a situation where, I mean, that scene was so carefully written yeah. that that he, you know, so I think he was just being 
giving lip service I or think whatever. it's bottom line is just protection of himself. That's what he has to do to protect himself. He'll do it, even if it means... I mean, I think it's probably last on a list of professions that he would like. I mean, how else can you stick close to Dumbledore like that unless you wanted to take Filch's job? There's really nobody working there that's not a teacher. I don't know that that's... Tr- I guess it's true. Who else works at Hogwarts that doesn't teach other the than elves. Filch? The elves. The elves? He's not, he can't be a house elf, though. I think there are laws. Snape the house elf would rock. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fan art challenge. This Here week's we fan art challenge. Snape as a house elf. Go. Let's end the mailbag on that. On that note. I want to see those. those I can't wait. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. So, if you want to leave us a voicemail, please do so at 1-702-42-LEAKY. 1-702-42-53259. Or you can send us an, a voicemail to staff at com, or you can Skype our name, Pottercast. And if you can think of another way to get in touch with us, let us know, because that doesn't seem to be enough. And, that, yeah, that's it. Anyway, guys, there's the mail. Here's the mail. It never, never fails. fails. <laughs> Makes me want to wag my tail. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail <sighs> It's the end of Pottercast set 27 27 Oh, it's the end oh, I bet that was one of the best 20, Pottercast 27s we've ever said <laughs> Damn it, that's my line, lady <laughs> I, I beat you I beat you Hey, no fair I beat John Noe. I'm gonna take your lines. I want that in an avatar. Can somebody make that for me? Melissa beat John Noe. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds violent. Not like that! But, but strangely accurate. <laughs> Melissa won. <laughs> strangely accurate? John! Oh, how nice to meet you at the airport. Whack! <laughs> you didn't call me back yesterday. That's not what, what? happened! Is that what you did? You beat him up? No! Melissa! I had, I had so much makeup on my shiner, <laughs> on my cheek, at the live podcast. He's such a liar. Thank you. Joe's ring mark, uh, marked my face up so bad. <laughs> snake intent. Snakey knocked me out. You're killing me. No, John, you came off... If I hit you at all, which I didn't, but I would have hit you for wearing shorts to New York in November when you walked I, off the it plane. warm down there in Florida, thanks. Okay. It was warm. Okay, guys. Oh. We can wear shorts, oh. baby. Podcast twenty-seven. We've ever done. Now you just yep. repeated it. Not even, not even close to funny anymore. I'll just edit yours out, lady. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. So anyway, guys, last week we said that we would, we would tell you what we would bring you the results of our pod track mm-hmm. survey that you have been filling out and thank you I mean I think like 1200 of you filled it out in the, in the first 10 days and that's pretty great um, awesome it's pretty incredible so we have some some really some interesting results 98% of you guys have listened to 6 or more episodes which means that hey. most of you are you know pretty regular 89% of you always listen 11% of you sometimes make sure you listen and no one says they rarely listen, which is Ooh. very interesting. Which makes sense if they found the survey. That's for sure. Um, 85% of you listen to the whole thing. 13% listen to at least 75% of the show. And nobody listens to less than that, less than 50%. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
This is interesting. O- only half and half of you listen on your computers and listen on an MP3 player. I thought it would be like a lot of iPods. You know? I don't know. I don't either. I'm, I, I do not have an iPod. I have anyway. no MP3 player. I'm still waiting for I mean, an iPod MP3 nothing. player. You know, I'm, I'm an old hippie. I am unhip, and I listen to it on my computer. I listen to mine on my typewriter. <laughs> not. That's about as far in the technology as true. I am at the moment. <laughs> anyway. I got it on eBay for cheap. Well, you guys gave us some scores. You gave us an 8.4 in audio quality. That's not too bad. That's not bad considering the budget of Pottercast. Yeah. <laughs> what was our score on Squeeze? Oh, 11.6. <laughs> oh, perfect. I was yeah. shooting for a high Squeeze score. What's interesting is that we got a 7.2 in video quality. <laughs> oh, uh, good. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> I work really hard on that yeah. black screen every week. <laughs> I think people That's just... actually bunch of colors on top of each other. Yes. Anyway, you guys thought you gave us a 9-1 in everything in overall wow. quality. And on what I'm really kind of amazed about is on us, on us three, you went up to a 9-5. Hey, you guys like us? I like us? You really Thank like you us? Thank you really like us. <laughs> They're yeah. probably just being nice. They must have all been in a nice mood. All of them. All 1,200 were. people were in a nice, yes. were in a nice mood. Yeah. Anyway, much. All, close to 60% of you are between 18 and 35 years old. That's Only cool. 25% of you are under 18. Um, so that sort of solidifies what we thought about the age range of the podcast. Only one of you is yeah. only over 75. Only three of you are over 65. But remember, this is like out of 1,200, right. not out of our whole our whole readership. So 69% yeah. of you are female. Oh, great. Hmm. I heard that we have one 150-year-old listener. That Albus Dumbledore, it's Dumbledore. which which, yeah. which might be proof of something. Who's dead? Might be proof of something, everybody. He's still listening. Oh Jesus! Seventy-three percent of you come from the U.S., which I thought was sort of staggering. US? Yeah. Hey. Only seven percent from the U.K. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Where's everybody else coming from? Um, scattered countries. A lot in Australia. A lot in Canada. Yeah. A lot in Germany. One in Belgium. Awesome. One in Bulgaria. Yeah. Five from Japan, go. one from Korea. Any from anybody from Tasmania? I didn't check. Australia's great. I don't know about Transylvania either. Anybody listening from a remote island somewhere near <laughs> Fiji? <laughs> Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> In a hatch? Oh, John and I have become gigantic Lost yeah. fans. Oh, my. Oh, that's, so that's another podcast for another day. So is Andrew of yes. Muggle And we're going to do, we're gonna do a, little, a little podcast about yeah. it but that's not that's not the show anyway onto your comments a lot of you th- and this is what really just just really touched me you guys i mean over and over again said that you liked that you liked us that you liked the host interaction that you liked this part of the show the best and it was really yes. flattering thank you awesomeness we will try even harder to be even more what's the word entertaining and there were some people yes. who liked john noe uh, a couple people here and there i don't know well, let me go through. Nice. Let me go through these comments here. Janoi, 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 Janoi. No, true. Janoi. Wait, off of, off of the page. Janoi, Janoi, Janoi. No. <laughs> nah, you guys didn't like John at all. But anyway, you really, you really like our conversation, which we always think goes on too long and is not funny and you know anything. A lot of you yes. cited professionalism. You really like that there are segments and interviews, which is that's good to know because that was our instinctual feel when we started a podcast that we thought that you would that's what fans would respond to. Um, yes. So that's nice. That's my favorite part of our show. 
Oh, another fun oh, segment. You do a good transitions. job with those. I like it. Now it's time for this week's modcast. Yes. In the Lori voice. Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, we are in trouble. <laughs> Some of you say that we handle ourselves maturely, so these are the people whose whose ears don't pick up John Noe's voice frequency. Thanks for filling out the Podtrack survey. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of you said the humor, the spy on Sparts, Jamie's British joke of the day, Ben's top ten, Andrew's listener challenge, <laughs> Micah, the character analysis, the fact that there is now a plural to Horcrux. So it's like a blend of Pottercast, Mugglecast yeah. listener. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my. One of the comments said John Noe and his seemingly deliberate campaign to drive Melissa and Ellie mad. Indeed. And my campaign, it's been how many days since Joe has not debunked the Horkry on her rubbish section of the website? Oh. How long has that been now? You count it. I'm not. <laughs> Probably going on 15 weeks. I'm not. I'm not. It's been a while. But anyway, some more, some more of your comments. Um, I like the interactions between the host, but I especially like that they still put their audience first, and that was a very often repeated compliment, that you like that we involve the fans as much. Well, it's true. I mean, we do try that. We well, make yeah. an actual effort, so. We love the fans. Thank you for noticing that. That's cool. Melissa would just tell me how much she hated the fans, but I told her that <laughs> it was a nice thing to have them on the show. Thank so, you. You have remained. My favorite comment has to be getting to know the hosts, which is a compliment on such a high level because that says to me that it's they feel like they can get to know us, which is cool because we want to get to know all of you, and it's so nice that this is yeah. it's working that way. It's working both ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see. That as a radio or podcast show, it is the first to epitomize and speak up for the rich, worldwide, ever-increasing Harry Potter fan community. That's cool. Awesome. Tell your friends. <laughs> okay. All 14,000 of you. All, all, all 14. There's more than 14,000 of you. Um, well, that's well, that's it, guys. That's that's all from the Podtrack survey. I mean, what you like the least, we're working on. Um, a lot of it was sound quality, sound quality, sound quality, which you have to understand, um, what, to present interviews, sometimes they have to be phone interviews, and phone interview quality is always going to be less yep. than the yeah, way right. we do it here. Also, we have amateur issues like anybody else, and we're... We're working on it. We're getting better. Um, yep. A lot of you, some of you thought that it was the, sometimes the modcasts were a little hard to follow because there were all different personalities in there, and that's being addressed starting this week. We have Guru of Sloth is now um, a regular voice in the modcast, as is Asphodel Wormwood of Lori. Lori's uh, Lori is able to be back. That's great. Lori yeah, will be introducing Lori. her own segment now, which will be fun. Oh yeah! <laughs> <That's her voice. laughs> from the Leaky Lounge. This week's Mobcast. With me, John. You should do it then. And Guru. <laughs> All right. Well, next week got a great show lined up. We think. We hope. Oh my gosh! What's coming up next week? Um, well, do tell us. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I can't wait. Good stuff. Yeah, we're it's gonna, not. It's gonna be my favorite podcast twenty we've ever done. <laughs> you just did it ahead of time. Twenty-eight. <laughs> That's why I said 28. He's doing them ahead of time so that I can't be I am reserving them. (laughs) And there's a chance that the one after that could be the best 29 (laughs) in the history of Pottercast. But not better than 30. (laughs) No, it's mine. You mind your own lines. Okay. Oh. I, I write that script for you every week for you to follow closely to be funny, and you're going off of it. Uh, so, help me. I, I, I don't know what to say. 
28, don't be late, 29, yeah. you'll be fine, 30, um, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. All right, guys. I'm crying. <laughs> it's, hey, you all didn't want all this laughing cut out. It's your own fault. It's in here. Yes. Oh, I should have a laugh cast. Just a laugh track? No, it'd be like 20 minutes of just... I love our laughing. Oh, just laughing? And people yeah. have asked for those, though. Haven't they asked for the outtakes or the stuff that gets edited? They have, they have. We could have, like, voicemails that are just, like, their fans laughing. Put those in. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, goodness. All right, well, Podcast 28, whatever it will include, will be great, we're sure. We think. We hope. And, oh, go vote. Do the voting thing. You guys are slacking again. On oh, Podcast Alley. Alley. Yeah. Alley. Well, all you gotta do is go to podcast.com, which, by the way, is not updated of late because we're having a tech issue since we changed servers. It's a whole big thing, so it, it looks a little outdated, but it'll get fixed soon, we promise. But the link to use to the little text boxes where you fill in your email address and you can vote for us on Podcast Alley, that still works. So you got no excuse. Or maybe. Are you sure it still works? It doesn't look like it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's what's, maybe that's what's happening. That could be it. That could be. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, my stomach hurts now from all the laughing. What a great extendable ears this week. Wasn't it great? I can't believe... It we went by so fast, got, you might have missed it. We finally got Emma to sit down with us for 12 whole minutes. Oh, psych! Just kidding! <laughs> oh. oh, so they were just about to rewind. Oh, they were I'm just sorry. about to... What, did I miss something? <laughs> How did I miss that? <laughs> Uh, shall we say goodbye? Because I can't take Aww. it anymore. Goodbye, farewell. Oh, it's time I've for so long. To you and you and you and you and you. I Crystal love will be back music. next week. Yes, come back. Please do. John, will you sing something for us to, 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 to bring I, us out? I can't sing on command, ladies. Oh. Yes, you can. No, I, I do not, but... Hey, all of you, if you'd be interested in hearing a live rendition of Baltimore's Outside for July's no, Christmas in July at the live podcast, uh, send your requests to the staff at podcast.com. John, I, had, I was waiting for this to show up in the podcast. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm not singing. The live thing in Lumos no, will it's be Christmas in July. It's not going to happen. You, you can find some other redhead to sing with you. Uh, who has a voice. Hear that? Boys and girls, she needs convincing. No. Staff at Pottercast.com. There's no convincing. I already put myself out there vocally and got made fun of. You just got on a bigger over at Mugglecast. Pottercast. I'm not... I'm not... There's not going to be video. Because what's going to happen is I'm going to be that video that people download and show to their friends and make fun of. And no. 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 Alright, let's do a fun little brief voicemail listener challenge here for next week. Send us some voicemails about who your favorite new casting of recent weeks is and why. That can include <laughs> Luna, can include Umbridge, Bellatrix. and all the other gang. Luna, Be Umbridge, Bellatrix. Bellatrix, Young Lily, Young Potter, we have a Megorian. We have, um... Dollish. Dollish. We have the brand new Sirius Black. Stop. No! <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. 
Oh, wait, that, that's for that's for next week's show. Okay, do that. Everybody, leave your leave your voicemails. Yeah. And that number again is seven zero two four two five three two five nine or seven zero two four two leaky. In the UK, it's zero two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. Or you can get us at Skype username Pottercast. If the voicemail is outdated, I apologize. I'll fix that tonight. Or you can send us your, you know, similar to what you did for Valentine's Day where you said how much, what ship you liked and whatnot. Staff at Pottercast.com. Yes, please keep them brief. I said 15 seconds last time. People apparently don't count. 15 to 20 seconds is cool in the gang. It's cool in the gang. And don't forget the fan art challenge. Trust Nate as a house elf. <laughs> I can't wait for that it's one. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I really actually am yes. excited about that. Yeah. Let's bid adieu. Adieu. Farewell. Oh, and about time to. <laughs> We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Okay. okay. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. Time <laughs> for so long. So, if you want to leave us a voicemail, please do so at one seven zero two four two leaky one seven zero two four two five three two five nine. Actually, if you're calling from Skype, you need the plus. But usually in the US, don't forget you don't. that plus. It's important. In the UK, you don't need a plus. Now, what if me from Florida wanted to call the the number for the UK? Would I have to dial a plus? You would have to dial. No, you would not. You have to dial zero one one four four two zero seven one nine three two eight seven two. I dial London a lot. Can you tell? What if? What if? Them over in the UK wanted to dial the US number. Would they have to dial a plus? No. It would be... I don't know. It would be... So when the hell do you have to dial a plus? I don't know. Why is there even a plus, period? I think you have to use it, though, when you're calling, like, from the United States to Europe, right? Mm-mm. Is that... I don't have a plus on my phone. No, only UK people have pluses on their phones. Is I this think... plus the, the, the pound no, sign all along and no one know what a pound sign is? It might called? be if you're calling from somewhere else in Europe, maybe, but oh. not the UK. What if you're, like, calling from Mars? I don't know. Then I think you're going to have a whole different set of calls. You have to rows. dial, like, the Earth code. Oh, well, each country gosh. has their own code, right? So if you were going to call from England to say, you this know, This is so Belgium, useless. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> pluses are important. <laughs> pluses yeah, roll. I the plus. <laughs> I can't. Don't forget the plus. Oh, hey, FYI. Don't forget the plus. Yeah, we Explain know it. Explain it to me, please.